probate expert, though today I'm not. I'm the second ex, most expert in LA County in probate on this call. Um, but we do this call every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We, uh, if you want to come in live, go to probateweekly.com and register. You're welcome to come in here. We'd love to have people participate, ask questions. We'll ask you to turn, turn on your camera and turn off the mute and then make it real and live to learn in a better environment. We're here to all make more money and build more wealth by improving our probate businesses as agents, realtors, investors, wholesalers, or just to learn about the business, vendors as well. Um, and I'm really honored. I, I try to bring in guests to help teach along the way, give us different perspectives. But today we have somebody who's not just a master probate attorney. I often say, I think, the most prolific um, probate attorney in Los Angeles County by number of cases, as well as not just an educator, but uh, the approved uh, teacher instructor for the California Association of Realtors certification course, CAR, um, Mr. Paul Horn. Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Bill, it's my honor. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Always great to talk to you. Well, thanks. So let's just um, start from the top. Um, I know I've known you for quite a while, but a lot of people on the call maybe haven't. Tell us a little bit about where, you know, your background personally. Where did you grow up, and then how did you end up in, uh, in law as a, as a business or as a practice? Yeah, I, um, I grew up in Southern California. I um, came to the U.S. when I was about, oh, I think 12 or 13 years old. Yeah, I became a CPA first, and then after that, I went to law school, became an attorney, and I even um, became an attorney in 2006, and got into probate, living trust, and this is all I do is probate and trust. Which, and I say um, on my call regularly that when we refer cases to somebody, to an attorney or refer clients to somebody, it's really important to have a specialist who specializes in probate and or avoiding probate, which would be trusts or, or estate planning. But any, it's just enough to keep you busy. So how did you end up, Paul, in the specialization of probate and estate planning? Yeah, you know, so, so very quickly, I figured out that I didn't want, I didn't want to spread my brain a little bit toward criminal law, a little bit toward immigration, a little bit, it's just too much, you know? So when you focus on one thing, it just makes you better. And um, yeah, and, and I think estate planning probate, I think is a terrific, it, it's a terrific part of the law practice. It applies to everybody. Um, you don't need to know about estate planning or trust if you're not going to die. So some of you on the webinar are not going to die. You can tune me out. But for the rest of you, join us, the immortal. We're all going to die. <laughs> so when you die, who gets your house? How does your son, your daughter sell this house? How do you do it? Yeah, so that kind of stuff, it's, it's really, uh, I dedicate my you know professional career to it. And in addition to that, uh, and I should say maybe a, a unique angle or twist or part of it for you is you've also been involved with educating real estate agents for a long time. How did you decide to do that? Um, you know, I, as I mentioned, you are the approved uh, instructor for CAR, and I know you, you, you regularly give talks to various associations of realtors, including tomorrow, and I'll, I'll post that here at the end of our talk. But how did you come up with the idea of, of um, speaking in front of realtor associations and, and I think also offices. I think you came to an office 
I was at a long time ago. Yeah, you know, you you'll be amazed at how many um, real estate professionals don't know how to deal with selling a home that where the owner passed away. It's it's quite amazing. And um, if you are in the real estate realm, you should have that in your tool bag because I think one of the most lucrative deal that you can get into is possibly a homeowner pass away, it's in a trust or whatever, and maybe it's a good deal. You know, the house is dilapidated. Maybe there's a built-in premium for you to buy it. You can fix it up, flip whatever it is. So it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's invaluable, you know? And so I was kind of surprised, wow, you know, this knowledge needs to be, it needs to get out there. And even if you're not interested in flipping houses or, or doing probate professionally, you know, going after probate leads, what about your own house? You know, when you die, how does it get passed on to your son or daughter? You know, do you say, I'm not going to worry about it now. When I die, then I'll figure it out. When I die, when you die, it's too late, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah. and as a lot of people, as a lot of people learned before they die, it might be too late given the circumstances, right? There's a lot of people in COVID who got incapacitated, and that might be too late. Yeah, you know, you know and, and right now we're talking at a at a business level, but also estate planning has a very real life experience to it because imagine, let's say, let's say Bill. As an, as an example, let's say you 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 remarry, you have a couple of children from your past relationship, you remarry to a wonderful new woman, um, you pass away, now she takes over, she takes everything. And so there's a lot of, of intricate, heartbreaking situation that that happens, you know, in this realm. So if we all sort of understand that, hey, none of us are getting out of this alive you know and when that day come have you sort of lay out your path who's going to get what and how are we going to protect everybody you know all the children so it's um yeah it's it's a phenomenal field to get into it's only more homeowner are going to die because baby boomers right i don't i, I don't know about you but old people still die, you know, and, and it's, it's right, Bill, it's only going to increase. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you. And so I have to say, it, it seems like every day somebody is sick and somebody's dying and it, that I know, and it's just more and more frequent. And I thank God today, it's not me. Um, but, but you're right, it's more and more. And I think the population as it you know grows, it gets older, more people pass. My wife just asked me, gee, with the real estate market changing, how does it affect probate? And I said, it really is not. They're going to have to sell their houses. People are still going to die. There might be more realtors getting into probate real estate. There might be more attorneys getting into probate or estate planning as a legal field rather than some other things, uh, rather than cryptocurrency maybe, but um, it's going to definitely continue. So let's talk about probate a bit. Um, you really kind of do both parts. You do probate administration, which is filing and kind of an ordinary processing of the paperwork. And you also yeah, handle... Yeah. Bill, Bill, just just pause one second. Your wife, your, your wife, a very wise woman. Yes, she's right. In a in, in a declining market, 
you know, you, and if it's a probate, you have to figure out, is there enough equity in there to be worth your, your time, right? right? So they owe 550 on it. Right. And then, and currently the house is worth, you know, 570. Well, in a declining market, you're going to be right. looking at a short sale, Maybe. you know, so, um, so she's right, you know, so, so all of you out there, if you are right now, where there's only 20 grand equity, well, that 20 grand equity, chances are is not going to become a hundred like before, like right. two years ago, you know? Right. So, right. so watch out for those situations where, Hey, if you are, if it's only 20 grand equity, that 20 grand more than likely it's going to become zero because as interest rate is increasing, sure. looming recession coming, you may end up in a short sale situation. So be mindful of that, have that built into your contingency. Sorry, Bill. No, oh. the only thing you should apologize for is that my wife was to hear this, but fortunately she doesn't watch my show. And please nobody in the call tell that my wife, that Paul Horn said he was right, that she was right and I was wrong. Please don't get me in trouble. <laughs> Just kidding. You're absolutely right that this is an area we have to watch. Now you were in probate um, uh, administration back in 2008, 9 to 10 when there were short sales. And so, um, you know, that's a, an interesting place to navigate because the equity limitation limits perhaps or puts pressure on the attorney's fees, puts pressure on the commissions, puts pressure on the deal. Did you see short sales being done in probate court where there was a nominal amount of money for the families or did you find those okay. too hard to do when you pass? I know some were done. I also know the judges hated them because it was a lot of work for very little money for the state. Yeah. So I have done a number of probate short sale. Okay. So in a probate short sale, you must get full authority. Yeah. Okay? So if you, if you have a deal on the table, it's going to be a short sale or you have a deal where there's not too much equity in it, you must demand that it be full authority. If you don't have full authority, your short sale is not gonna go through, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, and so having, having said that, um, when you are doing a probate short sale, you have to make sure that, hey, mom died, there are three children, make sure that all three of them understand that this is a short sale and in a short sale the word short really means short you know <laughs> so uh, the money's going to be short there's nothing going to you it's going to be short maybe the investor who's buying this can say you know what i'm going to be a good guy i'm going to step up i'm going to cover the court filing fees and you know what because I'm a seasoned investor, maybe I'm going to do this and this. I think I can cover myself. I'm, I may give you five grand each, for example, where it makes and, and pay the attorney's fee. So, so, so that this way, the judge can go, yeah, well, there's, there's some value to this. You know, it would have been lost in foreclosure, except for this seasoned investor who's picking it up, who knows how maybe this, this investor has done investing for so long maybe this maybe the investor instead of spending 150 grand and fixing it up maybe he's able to do it for 90 because he just got much more better than right yeah yeah you know in every single field there's always 80 the 80 20 rule right you're gonna have 20 of the investors out there who you know who makes <laughs> the money because they're good at it you know so 
So yeah, um, if you can structure in such a way where where the judge goes, yeah, it's gonna go out in foreclosure. Yeah, the investor is doing this, an investor is squeezing, you know, um, actually some juice out of this rock, you know. And so, okay, you know, and so it 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 it, it makes it kind of on up and up. Right. Yeah. So Tara asks, what's the advantage of a, of a short sale versus foreclosure? And I think Paul answered that, which is in a short sale, at least the estate will end up with some money, $5,000, $10,000, there has to be enough in there for them to, you know, uh, to be worth their time. And, and also the judge has to see that you're going to have a tough time getting it through, I think, uh, without that. So yeah, yeah. Who, who asked that question? Tara was her name, I think. Yeah, Tara, yeah. So what's, so she's asking what is the advantage in the short sale or closure, right? Correct. Okay, Tara, you know the, the neighborhood so well, Tara. You could do great thing with that house, you know? Tara, you know, you happens to, because in a foreclosure, it's going to be up for auction. You know, it's got auction, the highest bidder gets it. It's so for probate short sale, Tara, you love that house. You might pay a little more for it, get the children something. You're going to keep that house long term because it's in a great area, Tara. You know, so, so, so there's different factor involved, you know, and, Maybe this particular house means more to you as an investor, Tara, than 99 other investors out there. Um, and just a reminder for everybody on the call today, this is meant to be a participative. So if you have a question, feel free to put it in the chat box. Best to put a cue before it so I'll catch it as a question. Or raise your hand in the um, Zoom app and love to ask a question. Um, and then if you're watching on live stream, put it in the chat. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, we'll pick up your questions as well. Um, whether it be live or afterwards. So glad to have you participate. The more you participate, the more you're going to learn. You know, Paul, you said something that that's so true that you know the 80-20 rule, though I would say it's more of a 95-5 rule with real estate agents. Half the realtors in the MLS haven't closed anything in a year, let alone a probate. Um, and so you're really talking about 5% who've even done one. Um, I think that's so much with, with attorneys. When I run the data in LA County, 95% um, of the cases are attorneys who've done one or more in the last 12 months. And maybe 5% to 10% have done at least uh, one or more in the last 12 months. Is that your experience? And no, I don't no. want you to, I know you don't want to disparage your colleagues, but the truth is there are attorneys who, like you, this is what they do. And there's other attorneys who do an occasional probate and may not know what they're doing. Listen, I don't need to disparage any attorney. All I need to ask you is, are every realtor on, on every single realtor with the same capability, you're gonna say no, right? There are some realtors that are just flat out better than the other realtor. And that one realtor is part of the 80-20 rule where that 20% makes 80% of the money. Of course, okay? There's a lot of attorney that does, and Bill is absolutely correct. And, and, and Bill guy, he really knows probate, okay? He, he really tracks all the data and yeah, you know, for an attorney that does one probate a year, you know, you can be sure that that attorney is not going to be up to par to move your transaction as opposed to someone, you know, who who do a lot of them, you know? <laughs> like You're very modest, like you, Paul. And I, I'll tell you, having been in court, um, you know, two things I noticed about you. One is you were always in, multi back pre-COVID, when you had to go to court, You'd be in several departments the same day. 
And then the judges accommodate attorneys by letting you go first or last to try to you know, juggle everybody. And they all knew who you were. So I think you know, it was obvious after a while that, that I got dizzy watching you a court as often as you were there. And, and you, know, you, know, you, do, you do have home court advantages when mm -hmm. a judge knows you. Because yeah. the judge knows that, hey, whatever minor issue that appears, Paul Horn's going to fix it. Because if, if we don't grant Paul Horn's position now, he's just going to come back and fix it. So why waste everybody's time? You know, So right. you do have some home court advantages when you're when the judge has seen your name so many times right. and they trust you they know they can trust yes. you and say yeah. there's a question was this cleared was it not cleared and then you'll say well we'll make sure they get told and and the judge will often say fine i'll, I'll take you at your word so it's really so, important so, so just an example a case i'm handling right now where another attorney filed this case mom died mom has three children and this attorney who filed this case only lists one children as the heir the other mom has three children um only one living the other two who die has children so you're supposed to list the other two who pass away when they pass away and all their children and this lawyer only listed the, the son that's alive inexperience like you were saying though they don't know what they're doing Right. The other thing I would say, you, I, I, I know there's, there's law. I mean, there's certain laws like uh, on a limited authority case, uh, the sale can't be less than 90% of the public referee's report. But I've also seen judges agree to less when they're compelling circumstances. I mean, they have some discretion to bend the law a little bit. Some judges do, some judges don't. And that's the experience that you bring is you, you kind of know those areas that you can work for your client that are legal and ethical, but outside of the book part of it, right? And that's what people are paying for is that expertise when there's a problem. Okay, a couple of hands up. Douglas, welcome to our call. I see your hand up. Let me get you unmuted. And um, let's get you Thanks. on the, uh, the call. How are you doing? Douglas Lee, a little eye candy well, for ladies. Well. Thanks Douglas. a lot. I just wanted. <laughs> well, two things. First, I want to let everybody know um bill gross and i used to work together awesome guy he truly means what he says by helping people and not only that but i've worked with paul horn you i got started because of paul horn i bought his kit it paid a thousand times fold his training is awesome i used his stuff for all the leads uh, his probate money i got nothing but good things to say he also does litigation a lot of uh, probate attorneys don't do li both in litigation, but he does. Uh, question for you, Paul. Um, so when I'm working on a lot of these multiple cases, sometimes uh, there's always like a new probate attorney, right? It's kind of like a like real estate agents. How do, is there a way that I can check to see how much probate experience? Because I imagine that a lot of the probate attorneys that claim to do probate, they're like real estate agents. They claim to do probate, but they haven't really done that many probate transactions. So because a lot of times I find because of your training, like I know the answer is better than the probate attorney. Yeah. I don't know if there's some way that I can check like, hey, here's how many probate cases they've worked on. Like for us, you could just check MLS, see what does listings, how many of them were probate, and then you could just count for the real estate agents. So yeah. Paul's modest. Let me, attorneys, let me I didn't know if that was it. Let me answer for Paul. I subscribe to Probate Money, which is a product that Paul has created here in Los Angeles County. And I'll go in and search under the attorney of the last name and see how many cases they've done. So I use probate money. I use that product. This is, a, is an efficient way 
I looked it up all the time. Paul, how do you, you're an attorney, you must have a, a similar service that you use as an attorney. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, guys, Douglas, Douglas is, is the real deal. He works hard. He's, um, when he says he's gonna do something, he's gonna do it. So, so Douglas, awesome. Mm -hmm. So, so the first thing you ought to do, guy, when you check up on an attorney, go to their website. When you, when you go to a website and when and you go to a website and, and if they list criminal law, personal injury cases, divorces, forget it. Forget it. Right. They, they, they don't know probate. When you right. go to the website, it just should say only estate planning. Estate planning is comprised of living trust and probate. That's it. You know? Um, yeah, so 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 on the screen you see my website. You're not gonna, see, you know. So this is a good example, where all you see is estate planning, probate, living trust. That's it. Nothing else. When you go to that lawyer's website, Douglas, and you see that he practiced something else, forget it. Right. Forget it. He right off the bat, mm, probably probably not you know that, that that's, that's 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 one thing go back to my website uh, real fast bill mm -hmm. the second thing is um i have another question but i'll wait i'll wait yeah mm -hmm. scroll around to the bottom bill uh where it says uh do you uh, i'm sorry back up just a tiny bit um okay stop do you see that bear right there that bear that bear right there is the state bar of California certifying lawyer who specialize in um, probate law? I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that so was a logo for. I know there's. That is the bragging that right. That is the bragging right. Only lawyer who's been certified by the state bar has the right to use that logo. So that logo is is another added layer that hey, um, this guy has took an extra exam and has been vouched by his peers that he really specialized in this type of law. So those are the two things. Check out the website. Second of all, does he have that little bear, that little logo? That little logo is bragging right, given out by the State Bar of California that has certified that lawyer specialized in probate law. Uh, one, one, one question. Oh, go ahead. I didn't Actually, also, and look at probate money and look at how much business they've done. That's right. So, <laughs> you, so, what, so what, what you do then, Bill, is that you go into probate money, you type in that that attorney's that attorney's name, and it'll show how many times they show. Oh, that's smart. Okay, that's yeah. a good one, too. Yeah. Um, so my, my question, um, follow-up question to what you just said, Paul, is so like let's suppose that I'm chatting, I'm they there's a there's an attorney there, they're not really that good. Um, I can tell just by their knowledge and what what they're telling the client. But the thing is that if I wanted to introduce them to you, um, I guess my question is, is that I, I heard rules that like for attorneys, it's a little tougher because once they've signed an agreement, then they're pretty much locked in. So there's no way they could kind of like an attorney couldn't then consult to help them out or okay. whatever. But I okay. mean, what's an agent like me? That I'm not, if I'm thinking bluntly, dude, this probate attorney sucks. I want to connect them with my 
my attorney, Paul Horn, who I know will get the job done. How do I do that in a way that's professional okay. without stepping on toes okay. and without doing something to break any legal, because I know lawyers hey, have their own set of rules. Hey, 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 Bill, give, give me access to screen share, please. If you give me access to share, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm, go. I'm going to answer Douglas' question. All right. There you go. So, so do you all see my uh, Excel spreadsheet up here? Yep. Yeah. 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 Douglas, the yes. the the easiest way, um, one way you can do it is this. Any any cases that are limited authority, and and for those who are new. In, in, in probate, there's only two types of authority, limited authority and full authority, okay? Right. Limited authority and full authority, they, the payments, the statutory fee are the same. So let's say, let's say if the house is gonna be sold for 500 grand, um, let's say it's gonna be sold for 500 grand, the attorney's fee or set fee. So for example, it's gonna be 4%. It's going to be four percent. Multiply that by the first hundred thousand is four grand, okay? And it's going to be um, three percent. Multiply that by the, the next hundred grand. And because it's, because the house is being sold for five hundred thousand, it's going to be two percent of the remaining three hundred grand to bring us up to five hundred thousand. Okay? So so the fee, so the fee, the attorney's fee. For this five hundred thousand dollar house, it's going to be thirteen thousand, whether it's full authority or limited authority. But because it's limited authority, it has to go for court confirmation. So court confirmation, there has to be it has to be in a newspaper, and a newspaper might cost eight hundred bucks depending on which city you're in. When you go and sell this house, the, the lawyer has to do court confirmation, which is another court filing fee of 465. That lawyer normally is going to charge on top of this on top of the 13 grand, probably another 4,500. Okay, so now, so now this particular probate limited authority is going to cost 18,000. Okay, now, now I'm getting somewhere with this. So for you, Douglas, the easiest way, if you find a limited authority, you can switch it to full authority. Let's say, for example, if they were if they were to come to me, I can switch from limited to full, limited to full authority. Okay, the mm -hmm. fee are going to stay the same. The fee is still going to be the thirteen. The fee is still going to be these charges okay and mm -hmm. the fee are the same the fee are going to be the same the fee are going to be the same this eighteen thousand gets split between me and that lawyer now douglas why is this beneficial for for the client to switch it from limited to full well you know the answer well, already well, i know yeah i know yeah because Go because ahead, because because what limited authority this the, the it takes longer to sell the house than declining market good luck with that yep second of all there isn't that many seller i mean that many buyer when there's not a lot of buy it declines the price so 
switch, switching attorney, go to a lawyer that gives you full authority. The total cost is the same. He's going to give away some of that 18 grand to that first lawyer. But the seller is going to maybe net another 40, 50 grand more bill because it's full authority. Okay, so that's a good, when you find limited authority case, this is a good segment to watch right here. The cost is the same. The new lawyer will split that 18 grand with the new lawyer. So the cost can be the same, except your seller is going to net more because it's full authority. When it's full authority, there are more buyer. Why more buyer? Because there's less obstacle, right? Less hoops to jump through to get this house. Right. Uh -huh. Bill, do you, you, you have anything to, to, to add to this? No, I mean, no, I think you, I think you hit on the head. The, it's not necessarily the fees are that dramatic, but it's just months and months of delays. For example, I have one right now where we got delayed last month because the probate referee's report wasn't done right for the last hearing. And here it is a month later, and it's still not done right. Uh, the hearing is next week, and the, the probate referee is saying, oh, it's no big deal, but my attorney needs to supplement it. The probate attorney has to review. So it'll end up delaying two months for a probate referee, which is just a drive-by appraisal in the rest of the real estate world, that's nothing. But in real estate, in probate, they added at least two months to the sale process because there's limited authority. Yeah, and 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 a decline. Dangerous in this time. Yeah, and a declining market. You're right. It's, it's a dangerous market you're in. You know right. when? Right. Who the heck know, right? And I don't know. September, the Fed's going to increase another. 50 basis point. I don't know. You know, right. they're talking about it. So, so, right. so, so Douglas, that's ABC limited authority. I think that's a solid, it's solid because it's the truth. Right. They don't have to go so to just go to another lawyer to get full authority because it might benefit that seller at the end. Yeah. So if, if, if the, um, if the client, if the petitioner or the executor, has signed a retainer with an existing lawyer and it's a limited authority um i can actually introduce them if i you know to another attorney like you and then there may be a way for you to get in there or or yeah. if um or if that that attorney only does the probate but they don't do litigation then there is a way that i could just introduce them to you right yeah you know on toast. You know, so so seller, you currently has limited authority. I, I don't know how you got to be limited authority, but listen, limited authority, the buyer's got to put 10% down. It's got published in the newspaper. You got to wait for the probate referee to value this house. The buyer putting 10% down, clear all contingency right. just to go to court and someone else might steal this house away from that accepted offer. Put yourself in the buyer's position, Mr. PR, Mr. Seller, Mr. Personal Representative. Would you like it? You're not going to like it. If you're not going to like it, other buyer in the market is not going to like it either. Therefore, if we can switch you to full authority, where your legal fee are going to be the same. You live here because why? Because the new lawyer can split his fee, his statutory fee, with the prior attorney. Well, I have often seen attorneys who are, who don't do probate as a specialty. They're concerned, so they feel it's safer to have limited authority. The court will confirm the sale, 
so they can't be sued. They can't be judged. But they're not doing their job. They're hurting their client, costing them a lot of money and, and waste of time. That's the reason why, you know, right away, when they, when they say, well, they, my attorney suggested it be, said it'd be safer, but it's not safer. You're not doing your job. So, yes. Bill, so Bill made a good point. It's safer for who? Safer the attorney. It covers his right. behind. Yeah. If he gets paid more, there's more delay, but I don't care. It's not affecting me. Don't hold the Paul Horns cases, man. Do not stand in the way of Paul Horns probate cases. <laughs> He's going to run you over. Douglas, thank you so much, man. Thanks for coming. Beast. Yeah. No, he thanks. He is. Okay, John. I uh, see John's hand up, uh, patiently waiting. John, what's going on? How can we help you? Hi, guys. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you, Paul. Hello. Hey. Um. So, to get started with probate, because this is new to me, I need to contact the state attorneys that have full authority. Is that correct? Yeah. So to get started with probate, I would say get educated on the probate process. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for example, I'm holding a class tomorrow from nine to ten thirty. Go to learnprobate.com. It's an hour and a half. The price is terrific. The entry fee is terrific. It's free. Is there My anything cheaper? Is there anything cheaper than free, John? No. Yeah. Free is my favorite word. It's <laughs> it's free. Start out with learning the process first. You know, because 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 you you know you can make the contact, but once you make the contact, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know different than full authority, limited authority, you don't know how the probate process starts, you don't know how long it takes, you don't know when you can take the listing, you don't, you know. I would learn first. Learn probate first, and then you can okay. talk on the marketing next. Then you can call Bill and say, okay, Bill, you know, I understand the probate process now. You know, Bill, help me out. You know, what's the next move? So I, I, I would do that first. Learn the stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. John, where do you uh, sell real estate? Uh, Los Angeles County. West, yes. Yeah, uh, west side of LA. We do... We have a um, escrow closing today. Um, we have another, we do a lot of referrals, expireds, canceled, FISBOs, all that in the latter. I'm just always, you know, with EXP, with real estate, there's always something new to learn. And I know that this is, you know, probate is not something that I know. So I'm just trying to, you know, expand my horizons here. <laughs> See, okay, so, so, so you talked about probate. But the question should be, when a homeowner passes away, the son or daughter comes to see you, what's the first thing you're going to do, John? See if, they have a, see if they have a trust or not? Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and the only way you know how to do, and the only way you can tell is if you can pull the grandee. <laughs> so you pull the grandee, the house is in the trust. There's no probate. What's the next step you're going to do, John? You pull the grandee. The house is in the trust. What's the next step you're going to do? Mom died with four children. What's the next step you're going to do to get the listing? Out in the state, in the state attorney, correct? No, you just ask for a copy of the trust to see who is the successor trustee, and you let that successor trustee sign your listing agreement. Voila, there's your commission. We talk about probate. 
but 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 there's a whole side of this trust that you need to learn as well. When the homeowner died, unless you can go to heaven to have him sign a grand deed to the house, <laughs> you better know what to do, right? So don't yeah, you better stuck. know the process. You know, just yeah. So don't just get stuck on probate because there's a ton of people that die with a trust. What do you do when they die with a trust, right? So it's a more holistic. Hey, how do you help? homeowner who passed away, the, the heirs, the children. Think, think of the, the estate plan also like a safe. And sometimes they don't, they forget, oh yeah, there is a safe in the closet. Oh yeah, we have a, a estate plan. Well, great, let's look inside the safe and see what's there. Let's look inside the trust and see what's there. It's written in English, and usually you can help them figure out who, they may or may not know who the successor trustee is, and you can help yeah. them. Yeah, John, you know, you're, you're let's say you know one of your client mom and dad passed away they come to see you you know you pull the grandee imagine in that conversation when you meet for the son and daughter how knowledgeable would you be to say hey bring the trust go look for the trust you flip through the trust you find oh sister mary is a success trustee wouldn't you be wouldn't you look so professional you say hey this is the law yeah. mom left the trust the house is the trust the trust shows that Mary, the daughter, is a successor trustee. She has the power to sign the listing agreement, sell the house, and divide everything by four. Wow, John, you are an expert. You are half this listing, right? Yeah, the expert's just somebody who knows one more step than they do. So um, go to Paul's training tomorrow is one way for it's a free resource. If you're the XP, I, I run the probate group in the XP. We have 1,200 members. I post a lot of good free content there. Come to this call every week. This is free as well. Uh, and I have a Facebook group for anybody who's not with XP, probate um, experts in Facebook, and come there as well for free. And I post a lot of material there as well. Okay, John, nice meeting yeah, you. You too, man. Thanks, you too. Okay, Matt Love, you've had your hand up. Let's get you, can we get your camera on maybe? Matt, if not, you got a question for us? You know, we got to get you unmuted though. There you go. So my question is, I've heard that a lot of folks are a little just turned off from non-agent folks getting involved in probate, just looking at YouTube videos and that there's like a stigma because I'm not a real estate agent. I'm pursuing the wholesale route uh, mm -hmm. and pursuing that route. What do you think is the best way to go about it? Do you let them know out the gate that you're not an agent? So your question is, how do you approach a um owner of a house or the heir of a house where, you, where there's a probate and yeah. you're doing that as a wholesaler. So I actually wrote, I actually put, I posted today, I'll put in the chat box, a video on the subject, can you wholesale properties and probate? So I'll put that in the chat box. Paul, what have, can you share with us your experience with wholesalers? What's that like? And I know there's some good and bad, like there's everything else. What's your experience with people looking to wholesale properties in probate? So, so look, at the end of the day, the son or daughter, they just want to get the most for their property, you know? And for example, given equal value, let's say the realtor is going to sell it for 500,000. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you're buying it, because if you sell 500,000, you have to pay 6% commission, you know? Maybe you offer something where you buy straight up without no commission. That's added value, you know? Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, you know, if you're doing good toward the son, the daughter, 
you're sincere, you get the best value, you know, that's a good deal is a good deal. It's not going to change. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that's a, that's right around. I was looking for because they say the advantage is that the wholesaler isn't looking for a listing fee. They incorporate their fees in the actual sale with the buyer. I'm still learning this right. stuff, right. but I'm very much committed to learning it at this point. Like I shared earlier, I met Bill in person and he said something that clicked a little bit later, but it clicked. So uh, anyway, um, so I'm ready to like, just pursue this and whatever I do with my learning curve. So that's my little background on that. Great, man. Well, thanks. For, glad to have you here. Glad to have you on board. Watch that video on my YouTube channel on wholesaling probate because there's a couple different, you need to know where you are in the process, just like Paul laid out. You need to find who the successor trustee is. If there's a trust, same thing. If you find the property, then you discover there's a trust, you can go to the homeowner and they may not know, oh, by the way, it's chosen a trust. And then they'll find out who the successor trustee is. And then you can talk about wholesaling it from there. So that's some great advice as well. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay. So I, I think we're up to date with all the people who raised hands in the call, which I, I try to give priority to on the call. Um, in, in YouTube, um, a question we got from Vince, um, does Paul have any problem with a fiduciary uh, who's also an agent purchasing a client's real estate? Can this be seen as a breach of the agent's responsibility? So fiduciary, just for those who don't know, that you know when, you, uh, when somebody passes, uh, there's various parties. You have a petitioner who could be an heir or not, and they're, they're filing to be the administrator or the executor. Sometimes that person doesn't want to handle the probate themselves, so they have somebody act on their behalf, which is a fiduciary. It could be an attorney or it could be a professional fiduciary who's not an attorney. So, Paul, is your, so the question is, how do you feel about fiduciaries? And I guess also, how do you feel about petitioners? Um, buying the property there's multiple errors do you see that as a breach of the responsibility okay so so if the if the personal representative is buying the house the personal representative have to get an okay from the court because it is a conflict of interest um i'm so sorry what is the gentleman's name that asked the question vince vince imagine this vince your uncle passed away. Your uncle has no children, no wife. You're and you, and let's say you and three other brothers are the heirs, just by being nieces and nephew. Vince, Vince, right? Mm -hmm. Vince, you are the personal representative, and you're gonna buy the house. That's fine, Vince. Vince, your name should be Jesus, because you're so honest. <laughs> the whole world doesn't know that, Vince, right? The whole world is not, aka Jesus is buying the house. The house only worth 600, but Jesus is paying 610. We don't know your Jesus, right? We don't know, you know, so there's a conflict of interest there. And so the court, you know, the judge wants to know, hey, file petition, give notice to all your brother and sister, you're buying the house. And so that, that no one object, no, so that the, so it can cleanse you of any appearances of conflict of interest. Very good. Let me go back a little bit here. Again, if you're in the call live, want to uh, ask a question, raise your hand, or we'll um, we'll uh, do our best to uh, catch up um, with you in the chat box. So, um, John, we talked to you. What does it take to get started? Um, in um, Matt says in um, North Carolina, you have a thing called a petition to partition. If they dispute it, they can ask the judge to force the sale. 
So I'm not an attorney, I'm not giving legal advice, but, but in my experience, we also have partition actions and that if a, if a party owns half or more, they can force the sale and, and there's a process to go through, but eventually they're probably gonna win. Um, Paul, do you get involved with partition actions when there's, let's say two heirs, one wants to sell, one doesn't, or do you refer out to another attorney to do the partition portion? Or yeah, I, I don't, yeah I, I don't get involved in partition. And, and yeah, so let's say there's two owners and one owner want to sell, um, you go to court and the judge will force the other owner to sell, to sell. it's called a partition, okay? And basically a real estate attorney would handle that. Yep. And the reason why the judge will grant it is because, you know, the law the, does not encourage landlock, right? So if you own 50-50 and you want to sell, the judge is going to allow that property to be, to be sold, you know, versus being a landlock. So, so yeah, so, you know, I don't know what Georgia law is, but that's the concept behind a partition. I own 50%, you own 50 I don't want to sell, you want to sell, the court will take over, the court will allow it to be sold. I don't know Georgia law, but that's the idea of a partition. And, and again, I think Paul's being modest, but I can tell you that um, he is who he is because he doesn't handle partitions, he handles probate and he refers that out. And I, I recently, I actually have a case that was a probate resulting in two parties, 50-50, partition action, that probate attorney referred to an attorney to handle the partition action. Uh, likewise, like Paul, a significant probate litigator, but they don't do partitions. It's a different court department. It doesn't really benefit their probate practice. And so that's the kind of attorney ultimately you'd like to work with if you can. Um, Ryan has a property a question going back to the issue of foreclosure versus short sale. If there's a foreclosure and a shortage um, or money due, which isn't so common in California, but theoretically possible, can the bank attach other properties? If there's multiple property in the estate or there's bank accounts in the estate and there's mm -hmm. deficiency, can a bank, if there's deficiency judgment, um, which is not true on most mortgages, but theoretically could be true. Can they attach the estate for the differences? That's that's a pretty um, that, that's a pretty deep question. Okay, and, and, and let's, it's like a law school question, I think. Yeah, let's 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 deal with that. So so first of all, let's say you lost a house in foreclosure and you're still alive. You're still alive, right? You lost out of foreclosure, still alive. And so it's going to depend on, you know, recourse, non-recourse, right? If it's if it's a rental property, it's not your primary. I think California law, is, there's going to be recourse to it if it's a rental property. And they can seek judgment from you. This is when you are alive, right? We have to separate the two worlds. I'm explaining the law to you. If you're alive, if it's a rental property, there may be deficiency allow in a rental property versus primary if you're alive. Now, if you're dead, if you're dead, and let's say it is a rental property, and let's say it is foreclosed upon, let's say there's deficiency, deficiency. How, how is that lender going to go to heaven because you're dead? How is he going to go to heaven to find you to give you a judgment? That lender's gonna have to sue you. It's gonna, it's gonna have to open up a probate because you're dead. The only way they can sue you is open up the probate. Okay, and so chances are, you know, if it, it was a rental property foreclosure, you're dead. 
chances are that it's probably going to end there, you know. Um, now, if you do have other property, the heir is going to have to open up a probate to get the rest of the property, you know, and 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 so maybe that is a situation where a short sale is um, could be given some consideration just to avoid any you know, just to close and shut the door on any deficiency going after the other property. Very good. So next question, this is a deep question I know. Um, you could probably speak for hours on this one. And, and I always tell people, I think you are the best teacher of the law and the probate process. I don't think your specialty is how to get business as, from, as a realtor from attorneys, but you obviously have experience on that. The question is, what's the best way to develop a relationship with a probate attorney if you're a real estate agent? I've sent them letters, but no response. So I'm curious, um, Paul, how many unsolicited mailings do you get a day or a week in your office from real estate agents looking to talk to you about listing on property that you're involved with? Yeah, yeah, I, I do get a, a fair share, you know, um, and I think, you know, I think it's, it's no different than any other business. You know, you gotta have to put yourself out there, bring value to the table, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, you know, like for example, I, I got to be where I am because I did a ton of free webinar. Even now I'm doing free webinar, like tomorrow, you know, I'm doing from nine to 10, 30 and it's exhausting because I, I give it all, you know? So, so you know, it's just no easy, there is no Bible written on here, how do you get through the front entrance door of a probate attorney? You know, number one is learn the probate process, learn it well. Yeah. What do you do when a homeowner dies with a trust, when there's no trust, I would start with that first. And then, and then after that, you know, talk to Bill. After that, put on your marketing think cap, you know. After that, pretend you're the probate attorney, you know. Um, why would he or she, why would you talk to a realtor? You know, reverse the hat around. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. I think you have to think about what value do you bring. Uh, when's referrals? Obviously, if you're referring clients to an attorney, they're going to do business with you. If you're, and, and the same attorney does estate planning, and I teach every realtor, the number one thing you should start with is make sure all your clients have an estate plan. If they own a property, they all should have an estate plan. If they have kids, I think, and refer them to services that you know, like, and trust, and then those people will hopefully refer business back to you because now they know, like, and trust you, creating business for them. So Paul, here he's talking about um, probates, and tomorrow he's talking about probates, but he also does estate planning. And so if, if I was, you know, uh, looking for Paul's business, I would make sure that I had, you know, estate planning clients that would call him and do business with them. And then I'd remind him, hey, by the way, Paul, I sent you a couple of clients, just letting you know, um, and, and, and Paul will do business with me. That's really, business has to be, you know, for value for everybody. And, and so, but it starts, as he said, and this is the step people, agents want to skip, it starts with knowing the business. No attorney wants to refer business to a real you know, person and, what they're doing. Yeah, and, and maybe this is a good segment into um 
there's a service out there that all they do is um, collect data of deceased homeowners that owns real estate. There's a service out there. I I think it's called foreclosure something. Foreclosure daily. 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 Yeah. Yeah. What they do is they specialize in in getting the record of people who died that owns real estate. All of you should start there. Okay. Contact that company. They're going to give you a list of people who die that owns real estate. You know, so perhaps you get the names and you do your research to see which property they own. If they do own property, the next step you do is you do an air search, hunt. You do an air search, it's very easy. You do an air search to find out John Smith passed away. John Smith owns one property, owns one property, two property, three property. The air search is gonna show you all of John Smith's um, sons and daughters and so forth, okay? Contact those people, because when you contact John's heir, whether, if it's in a, if it's in a trust, great, right there, right? You don't need probate. You can buy the house, start the listing right away. If it's in a probate, then that's a very organic lead. I mean, that, that's, that's where you even one step before even the probate attorney gets it, okay? So, so that's a good way to do it too. You know, for example, if you sign up for foreclosuredaily.com and you do Los Angeles OC, once you sign up, let me know. Perhaps I can give you some coaching on it. Perhaps when you do have someone, you know, yeah, when you find a good lead, you know, we can talk about it. If it's if it's in the trust, I'll walk you through, get the listing. I don't make any money, I don't care. But if it is in a probate, I'll do the legal work for you in the probate. You get the listing. Okay, so I think start with that. Foreclosuredaily.com. Tell them which county you want. You're going to get, I, I think the data comes out like every week, every two weeks, okay, of, of deceased homeowners that owns real estate. I put a link, link in the chat box on my website. I have a list of data sources, uh, including probate money. But one of them is foreclosures daily. It's on there. And I have a coupon code. If you go to them and use a coupon code um, BG3005, you'll get a discount. 20% plus you'll get a book done by a good friend of mine, Kevin Sales. And so definitely there you go. Yeah. Kevin Sale, if you listen to this, hello, he's a great guy, honest guy, great title rep. So this, this foreclosure daily, you know, this, this, it's, it's called pre-probate. You know, you, you might have less competition because once you get into the probate database, that's a lot of competition, you know, but if you are going the pre-probate route, you know, it's diamond in the rough. You're there before it hits. I guess it's like finding, you know, an off-listing house, I guess, in, in, mm -hmm. in your legal jargon, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's off-the-market listing, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, they're going to look for your help, not just on the house, but on the attorney's fees and, and the uh, attorney's guidance and the the uh, resolution of any conflicts with the parties. So definitely uh, worthwhile. Yeah, and, and, and that list is invaluable to investor because if the house is in a trust, it doesn't go 
into probate because because it does not go into probate how much you buy the house for is none of the court's business it's just purely you and the successor trustee okay beautiful yeah beautiful that's what we want well look um i know you have a big day tomorrow too and we're coming at the end of the time here so paul just on behalf of everybody on the call today thank you so much for your time um i've always enjoyed learning from you your classes you have a class tomorrow uh, as I uh, mentioned, but I just want to thank you for being, you know, so personally involved with us and, and sharing. Those who are interested, you can go to learnprobate.com slash Ivar. Ivar is one of the, um, uh, in the Inland Pirates, the Inland Valley Association of Realtors, but there you can register for Paul's class tomorrow, Friday, July 29th at 9 a.m. for free. Um, it's a great, a great resource. If you want Paul Horn's Law firm, you go to paulhornlawfirm.com. And so if you have clients who are looking for estate planning to avoid probate or probate services, it's a great source there. And then lastly, we don't really get a chance to talk about much, but Paul has a great class. He is the official teacher or the official program for certification by the California Association of Realtors, learnprobate.com slash CAR. And there you'll get a certification that will I don't know necessarily that the ticket will get you in the door with attorneys, but sometimes they'll ask you, are you certified? And if you learn the material and Paul uh, covers that material, then at least you're, you're at that level. So Paul, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your help as always. Hey, Bill, great chatting with you. Uh, thank you for having me on and all of you out there, thank you so much for being with us. Um, God bless. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank both of you. And, and for the rest of you, thank you. And for the rest of you, this is probateweekly.com. We do it every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's live stream on YouTube and Facebook. It's also there recorded as well. If you're uh, with EXP, check out the probate group in EXP Workplace. If you're not with EXP, check out the probate experts in Facebook group. It's free and we get together posts. We've had petitioners looking for leads there. So uh, go ahead and take a look at that as well if I can help at all. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like it if you like this and subscribe if you want to get it regularly. And then if you have suggestions, put it in the chat box. I check all the comments try to learn and do better from it. So thank you so much, everybody. Have a great week as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Hey, it's Bill Gross. I hope you liked this video. If you want to join us live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, register at probateweekly.com, www.probateweekly.com. And if you like this content, hit the like button and subscribe and hit notifications and you get notified as soon as we upload every time. Thanks.